welcome me, welcome you back to another episode of Hashtag Balance, a podcast about navigating the scam that is adulting as a 30 adjacent year old woman living in the Caribbean, trying to find the balance between righteous and ratchet because duality is a thing. Papi Robbie Niles in the studio. Emmy is season two. Oh. So welcome me, welcome you. Yeah, you're smiling. <laughs> the chuckles you are hearing belongs to Dr. B. That's what we're going to call her today. Tell everybody hi. Hello, good day. <laughs> yes. I know that you are. How are you? I am okay. Pop down, but who is that pop down right now? I know yeah, you understand. Who your pop it, down it. is completely different from a regular pop down. And that is what you are technically here to discuss because I know that um, on previous episodes, you know, during this whole Corona thing, you would have heard the experiences of like a regular regular citizen, I would say. And I said to myself, you know, we've been speaking about it from our perspective as kind of like an outsider looking in. And it would be cute to get the perspective of a doctor who actually... Cute, she says. Who has to deal with this bullshit every <laughs> single day. So I put out my doctor. I don't know if I would call it cute, but... Um, cute, cute is not really the word we are looking for at all. It's relative. Exactly. Cute is so relative. I wish y'all could sure. her She's so unimpressed. But I said I would hit her up. And I know that this is not within your comfort zone, as you said, but I'm very appreciative yeah. to come and talk to the horse today because... For sure. We're trying things out of our comfort zone for 2021. See? Amen. So here we are. Love that for you. Oh. So before we start, as per usual, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a bit of rapid fire. Oh, okay. Okay. Yours isn't too bad. If you could buy any food right now, what would it be and why? I want seafood by from Donna. I ain't had Donna in months. Donna still selling? Hello. Of course, ma'am. She's oh. very much alive and kicking. I've never had buys from her. I Yeah, need. Okay. <laughs> okay. Three pounds of seafood in a bag. In a bag of glory. Excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will when I get my, I ain't get one for you. You, you do that. Try, for sure. we, will fix, we will fix it. So I got you. I got you. I appreciate it. Morning or night? Uh, night. I hate mornings. No. Really? No. no more. Night. Night. I, I cannot function. I cannot. I don't get kicked until 10 o'clock. No. Uh, no. 10 as in 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. I go to work at 7 and I don't get kicked until 10. Don't talk that's, to me. That's normal. Before 10. No. That's normal ish. No, I hate mornings. Hate mornings. If I could go to work at night all the time, I, I would. Be happy. Hate mornings. Oh. I mean, I would like to not have to go to work. So stop. But here we okay, are. you win. You win. <laughs> For sure. You are. Um, yeah. You win. What's one thing you wish you didn't do? I wish I didn't eat all the pastries that I did this year. Because now I'm overweight. Overweight is relative. Where would you go if you were invisible? To go to supermarket, but not pay for the food, you know? The bike and then the supermarket. All right. What is your pet peeve? People who chew and drink very loudly. I don't hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Understand it. May it may bring and it's cool. It will just cuff you in your throat. I can't. Why? 
can I hear you? What is exactly. happening you with your inside voice? Please. I, what is that? I thought it was me overreacting, but no, no. I crossed my Stop or dumb. Sorry, <laughs> <the> girls. Dumb. <laughs> Ooh, I, I would not have guessed that. Come on. <laughs> um, if you owned a yacht, what would you call it? Rich Auntie. Sounds about right. What are you addicted to? Carbs. Is that my answer? Sweet or savory carbs? All of them. I would do like savory-ish stuff. I love like, savory, like pasta and that kind of thing. But I ain't going to like make my desserts feel like I don't love them, you know? I am open to everybody. You, okay. you are all inclusive. You love them all. Of course. Exactly. I can eat everything. All right. Ass or titty? That's applicable. I'm, but I'm an ass girl. For sure. Because you have ass. But, all of it, actually. You probably get my share. I was never but. blessed when <laughs> I was not blessed with a chest. So, I mean, I, I love to look at both. But um, the boy is definitely... Mm. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. I like to look at it for sure. Like I can both though. Spitting or no spitting? You spit, sis. Spitting. Why are you looking at me in a different light, right? <laughs> we see each other. I don't really like, I mean, I'm in a different light, and I'm like, I feel like you had it in you. There's a reason why we're here. How do you eat your steak if you eat steak? No, I don't really eat steak. But um, I don't really like to see food when I'm not already blood and thing in it. So I ain't know how my hair freezes be. You can't do no gum because you'll be there chewing forever. The only proper answer to this is medium. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Honestly. Medium? He, he dead dead though? If he medium dead because... He was cut. But you... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Relative. He could. Relative. And the last one is righteous or ratchet. We are how you talking about hashtag balance? I feel it gotta be both, but um I am righteous at work and when I go out it's ratchet like all the way. Righteous at work. Righteous at I mean I used to be kind of righteous at work at my government job. Not my government job. Until my, my white man job. <laughs> Until the people kind of got a, like so I got comfortable and then I let them understand Fair. that this is me and she is who I am and here we go Fair. together right right with that being said I feel like God be ratchet a little bit just so people don't no, say that they can run with you too right exactly. <laughs> right exactly right. but when I got all in the righteousness and well I feel like I just look right just to like, I get inside. Like, like, oh, look at you, just looking all cute, walking in. You take a few photos and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and understand. Duality is a thing. It'll be stacked. It'll be stacked. Oh. So sliding on into our scene on ours, I feel like we would be remiss not to talk about Mr. Hardcore and Megan. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, like, Harry just sounds like his nickname. I didn't know his name is just... First of all, Harry is my fave. As a love of Harry from the time he was welding in his younger years. His, his okay? youth? Exactly. I right. felt like he was relatable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like his mother would be want to, I don't want to say um, test waters, but he will call you on your, your foolishness and let you yeah. know, well, this is yeah. how it has been, but this is not right and this is what we should do. 
you know so from the get go I was like I don't really care what they said I started behind Harry because that's my, <laughs> my homeboy Mm-hmm. But then, and then after watching The Crown, I was like, you know, all these things are so... I haven't watched The Crown. I was told that I need to go and watch I it. I beg your pardon. I make a be busy. For here. But um, in your free time, which one must always schedule, I feel like... I like to, to watch, like, ratchet shit sometimes or just <sighs> listen to, like... Nah, like, I feel like when I spend a whole day being smart, I don't want to watch anything that I got like, think about. So, like, I, I, don't, feel like, I don't feel like you need to think about it. It kind of, it, it's kind of like, you know, put everything there for you. Like, you mm-hmm. don't understand. Like, I feel like you knew these things about these people, but, like, you, you didn't, didn't know, know. Right. So, you need to, you need to watch it. And then, Harry just brings everything into perspective because you'd be like, maybe they're just, you know, exaggerating some things because it's a picture. But when you hear them talk in the interview... I don't think that they're exaggerated anything because at the end of the day, if you consider who these people are, like, they're colonies of the fucking world. So, I mean... I feel like any depiction of them... I mean, if it's a minor cousin, then anything is possible. Like... That's who they are. Um, when I watched the interview, the one thing that stuck out to me was like, I don't want to love no nigga like that. Because, what? because that is some, that is some love. That's child. the definition of literally right or day. Uh, <clears throat> I always say that I am a right or. I got that from... Okay. This guy with a podcast that I like, um, what's it called? Um, Jaden XD. XD always says he's a right R. And okay, the fair. R is, depending on what we're about to do, like, I got you. As long as mm-hmm. shit makes sense. And I think okay. it, was little, it was a little naive That's on fair. her part to be like, okay, I'm going to meet this nigga. And like, I know you're supposed to be a, a prince or something, but like, I'm not going to do no Googles about you. Like, who does that? Like, I'd be Googling people. <laughs> That DM me and tell me, hey, for the time you want to talk to okay, me too yeah, so much, fair. I go well, and do some background check. Maybe it wasn't that she was just trying to keep, like, have a clean slate, like, not, you know, going with these preconceptions. Yeah, and, but um, you, you just could, based on your preconceptions. You have to do your due diligence regardless. I think that you I should. I do agree. And I then, do agree. But don't let it be your driving force. You still have to. Mm-hmm. to do something because this is what happens to me a little bit when you're going a little blindly no I don't want to victim mm-hmm. him because what happened honestly is terrible but at the end of the day like, are we surprised are you surprised we are not surprised but I feel so knowing them anything is possible I mean after them treat my home grow daily like now I mean you know it's not like- over that <laughs> but um I feel maybe she was hoping for the best you know what no she's a mixed race girl going into this all like you know patriarchal system i say patriarchal even though the queen is at the top i mean it is still like a male driven thing yeah but i don't even think this is just patriarchy this is just racism at its finest like it is and i mean i feel bad that she had to you think she thought she was gonna be safe because she could be white passing Maybe, maybe, but because I feel like she genuinely did not know what she was getting into. I feel like she genuinely thought that they could look past it. And I was like, honey, you don't honey, understand. This is like hundreds like, of years in the making. I had seen a tweet where it was like, um, 
they're responsible for like 64 countries having an independence day basically like you came you colonized these niggas like essentially you went back yeah. to fresh the whole of africa and you thought that you were gonna go in there and do what exactly and honestly it frustrated maybe she was, me she was be, clearly she was being very naive because maybe she was looking at the fact that they're going to be all these different places that have black folks and you know automatically saying that people are okay with blacks okay because she um, made a comment not racist because i voted for obama that doesn't that's not how it works and she made a comment saying that um she felt it was important for black girls to see someone who looks like her being represented in an institution like the monarchy and in my head i was like babes that's a little what's the word i'm looking for i don't i can see where she was going with it but i feel like one person could not say that literally no and then you are also for all intents and purposes vv light skin and then it's like for for somebody who is like a black woman seeing a black woman mm-hmm. in the institution isn't going to do anything for me other than be like well, what are you doing there that's my that's my interpretation because at the end of the day like you said you <laughs> even if you even if you do god's work you are still <laughs> What, like a grain of black pepper among a sea exactly. of so salt and it's like you still kind of gonna end up conforming to exactly their way of well, life yeah. and i just feel like it was an interesting battle to want to fight but it could not have been fought by herself for sure and like i said it was seeing how these people are i just like it's unfortunate, but you cannot see it ending well for her. Cause they see these things and they, you know, despite they were like, the queen is cool with me and the queen is cool with this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but she don't have everybody else at the end of the day. Exactly. Like she is sitting at the head of a system, but the system was it's not built so, for you, sis. Exactly. That's unfortunate. What? But I do love the fact that Harry, you know, had enough balls yeah. to say, frig you, daddy, frig you, or headed ass William, I owe this <laughs> You know? He said, do this to everybody, I'm going with my exactly. family. He and definitely, that is, that was amazing to see because we know that the uh-huh. average nigga not going to do that. But then also the average nigga mommy and left him like millions of dollars in slave. I mean, if you been where this is like some slave coins that he living off of so i mean yeah, well, because fair. it worked for them exactly, exactly. so you don't have uh, like but, a, a huge trust fund to live off of so you can't necessarily mm-hmm. compare that to like you know the girls on twitter talking about oh and a bitch and my woman do this like sis renaka don't have millions of dollars to tell his mother fuck you and his granny fuck you and like, mommy was also not diana all right come let me be real and the bitch mom just don't want to do that for you you know, I feel like we just want to pick me battle. But, but also, when you say, bitch, I might not do that for you. You might find a nigga who's going to do that for you. It's just you're not going to live. You're not going to be able to just leave and go and raise chickens and live your best life. So, I mean. Uh, well, first of all, let me go back. Because you're talking about Beijing. If a Beijing have found out that, you know, this is what we were getting into. You was going to stay as a Beijing woman? Okay. We all would right. not be here because, like I just said, when a nigga DM me like three times 
I literally remember one of the last people to jump in my DMs talking to me all cute. I realized, all right, wait, conversation going kind of good. This has been like two days. And I I remember I, I pull up my phone. I pull up the Instagram. I screenshot that bitch. And I sent that to three people. I said, hey, what's this? Well, I personally, well, you are, you know, my little situation. Mm-hmm. And when it started years ago, mm-hmm. um, I did do my research for sure. Um, he was in my DMs and I was like, let me pull up this profile. because I, I, I need the crap I need the crap Okay. I wasn't just talking about Twitter. We was talking about Instagram, marketing, day, Facebook was still a thing. Still, listen. And they need to know who your friend circle is. And um, I just need to know what I'm dealing with before I go any further. But that's what I'm saying. So like, when I, and I, and I do it across a spectrum. Yes. So I sent, when I said three people, I sent one to one of my home guys, my, my good home guy, my nigga, he think he my brother, sent it to him, <laughs> sent it to a girl, one of the girls, the group chat, and then I sent it to one of my gay friends. I said, all right, cover all bases and report back. Yeah, you Good. Three different PAs. And bad. You do. So they came with they came with the Carfax and they had to sit and they said, okay, well, hmm, the car, this is the car, this is the mate, the model, this is the mileage. Do, do, do I do I want to buy this or not? And I feel like that's, exactly. that's reasonable. Megan should have done. But you know what they say, love wins? I guess. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she, I something in me tells me she did do her Googles, but he's a prince. So, but I don't know if any of Googles may have done justice, though. But um, she prides herself on being almost like a humanitarian. So, like, girl, is it what you want here? Is it one like? <laughs> <laughs> like you wrong. So I mean, but also, like they did say in the interview, though he said that. Um, he felt like he was trapped. So, she saved him. At the event. Yeah. So, but in the end, they both got out and they both seem very happy now. This so, is I mean, true. Everything for a reason. Yeah. That was not my cross exactly. to bear. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry that, you know, but what I did like that came out of it though is that they are bringing like mental health issues to the forefront. Yeah. You know, definitely. because you know that was quite taboo a little while ago. So, it's nice to see like, a prince and Tesh. Technically, she's a princess, even though they don't want to call her one. Exactly. Like, talking about let you know, like, so even like, no. even at this level, yes, you still experience it, and you still need to get exactly. help. Like, I am still and okay. a whole last person. Exactly. I was saying, you know, always, you know, a silver lining. It was a pretty shitty situation, but you know, homegirl got a whole baby on the way, and her mental health is good now. You know, we love We're that. God do it, and she has chickens. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. I love that for them, you know. And she was like, Oh, I feel like a, a, a fairy tale. I did get my friend to end it. I was like, Oh, tear. Tear. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hot mess. I see you love love. I see I that. Do. I do love love. I hate foolishness, but you know. I, I still love. hate foolishness, but I'm starting to find. A like for love. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh, I love that for you. You're so shady. But I'm working on it. A work in progress. 
I'll report. 2021 is your year, girl. No way. I'm going to report back on the findings um, as I continue on this journey of discovery. Finding you and finding me. (laughs) I'm happy for you. No, for you. This year is the year. In Jesus' name. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, yes. So, the real reason we were here, like I said initially, is because I wanted to have the perspective of dealing with Miss Rona from the other side. And the other side is someone within the healthcare profession. So, it's been officially a year now since um, World Health called it. It was here. The 17th would be the day that we had. Our first, yeah, our first. Mm-hmm. yeah. I but it was almost a year ago that World Health called it a panty, and yeah, a year ago roughly, for sure it was the yeah. a, a pandemic in January. Okay, right. So mm-hmm. take us back, if you can remember, to when you first oh, heard, <laughs> to not the first date, um, from the first time you heard about Corona, because I imagine that you would have heard about it before we actually had our first case, obviously. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we started hearing about it for sure in December when you know when it was real big in Wuhan, because you know Wuhan was the epicenter, mm-hmm. um, and the infectious disease control and what's not they were talking about it. You know, trying to just pre-alert us. Mm-hmm. Um, in the healthcare sector about what it was. You know, it was still new. We were learning things about it, etc. Um, January, February, as you realize, you know, it has spread to the UK, the US, is when they started to do, like, you know, little training sessions, you know, hand hygiene, you know, how they're testing for it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of pre-alerted for it. You know, everybody in our other little separate Lots of groups who are talking about it, like mm-hmm. how bad we take this can be, how far we take it can go. We didn't think it was going to be a year later, and we're still in this shithole. But I okay, so um, I'm glad to hear you said that to hear blah English to hear you say that because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first heard about it in January, I was just like, oh, chat is so unfortunate for China. Good luck and God bless. Because I didn't think that it would get here. And I remember when we had our first case, I literally remember standing up talking to a friend of mine. Um, this would have been like around the end of March. And I was saying, okay, it's here, but we have like one and a half cases. Um, <laughs> you didn't think it was like too big. Right. Wuhan was starting to get shit under control. And I was thinking stupidly yeah, that the United States and the UK would have sense and let sense prevail and that is where i fell down because i honestly i let me tell you i had plans for a birthday party last year my birthday is in august so i was telling myself if it took china three months to get their shit together it should take the rest of the world six months because china is advanced so i Mm -hmm. thought that i was doubling the time and being reasonable so i swore that by like august i would be outside for like this majestic birthday party oh girl bless you Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's starting to get real for me mm -hmm. like um in the beginning of march so we was like okay us and uk is a total horror story mm-hmm. and then it reached the caribbean so then i remember it was like in jamaica or somewhere mm-hmm. 
Anna and Trinidad or something. They said, Anna was like, oh shit, we next. We next. For sure. So that was like the first two weeks of March. And I was like, I just want to go to a cruise before it comes. And I remember the last cruise I went to was the 15th of March. And I. What was Paranice? No. That was the last thing. Paranice? That was the Paranice. And then turn was the week after. And that was the last time it was outside. Outside, I breathe raw air, friend. Um, I literally two days after. It was like chaos when the first case came, yeah. that kind of thing. So, well, don't judge me. Mm-hmm. It's very cliche. But while everybody was like panicking, freaking out about, you know, COVID here, what are we going to do? I felt, I don't even know why. Like it was my due diligence as a member of the community to mm-hmm. help with the COVID. I didn't know how, but I wanted to because I just felt like I had seen how shitty it was other places. Mm-hmm. So I felt like before we got to that point, let me just do something, whatever I could do mm-hmm. to, you know, help out. Um at that time I was working in the polyclinic system. You already know Yaro. my mm-hmm. I'll say it for you, yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. And mm-hmm. um but I had already planned to leave, you know. We had that conversation. But then COVID came. Yes, we did. But yeah. then COVID came and I was like, I can't leave now. I need to, this is so I need, to help. I need to help the country, you know. So You're I volunteered my services as, <laughs> as, you know, as cheesy as it sounds. I volunteered my services to work. And um, that's when we were still using Paragon as, like, you know, the quarantine facility, testing facility. So I went to Paragon and it was at Paragon for four months so that was like at the beginning when you say volunteer you mean volunteer as in you you renewed your services or you mean volunteer as in so i haven't i haven't sent my letter as yet i was still working there i was my letter was typed and ready to send Mm -hmm. and then covid came Ah. so i was like and they have sent out like a notice asking people to come and volunteer if you could you know they understand if you have children and you know mm-hmm. older family members that you live with but if you could you know they were like the assistants and i was like well you know um i live by myself i don't have any children i could volunteer so i was like you know if y'all are still looking for people i will volunteer my services not knowing that nobody else have volunteered it was just me so <laughs> so uh-huh <laughs> So, yeah, I went, um, I was working at the testing center at mm-hmm. Paragon, and I was there for four months. What was that experience um, like? It was wild, initially. I wasn't scared. People were asking me if I was scared because I was working uh, with COVID, but mm-hmm. surprisingly, I felt safer there than I did on the outside because I knew that the COVID was there. So we wore our necessary equipment and mm-hmm. we sanitized as we needed to and you know we took the precautions so we were safer there because we knew what to do as opposed to being out in the world like i know if that buddy got covid and i know if that buddy wants and you're just coughing because you can exactly i got you exactly. Mm-hmm. so right um the beginning before we had more team members the days were long so you would start at like nine i finished at 9 p.m 9 a.m. I finished at 9 p.m. 12-hour shifts, nasty. Um, yes, and then because they didn't have enough team members, you had to work every day. So it was like working two uh, two weeks on, and then you got like a day off um, in between. Yeah, free. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but 
it was good because they, they t- people that were working there were cool. So mm. it didn't feel like too bad. Like it was slavery, yes, but I had other, I had good other slaves to work with, you know. So it was. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. It was, you like. It was you know, you're caught on picking partners because. <laughs> <laughs> I never did. We're strangers, and then they became my friends. I know they're like my family. We still, Obviously. even though I don't work there with them, mm-hmm. um, we still keep in contact because you know we went through a lot. We went through a lot together, and what I started to do is I would take photos and videos, and I had them in a little group called COVID Chronicles because I feel mm-hmm. like 10 years from now, we look back. Document these things, honestly. Exactly. The, some days were real ridiculous, and I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. At the beginning, like, before we have vaccines and everything, they were like, when you go there and you work, you got to stop quarantine. So it was just going to work and coming back home and isolating. And around people. Mm-hmm. Yes, to the point that I felt like it was driving me mad. I essentially self-isolated for about 10, 11 weeks. Mm-hmm. And the only people that I was seeing were the patients and the people that I was working with. Um, I wasn't going to the supermarket. Um, like They would go and get stuff for me from the supermarket and drop it off. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't interacting with him. I wasn't seeing my friends. Um I couldn't go see my grandparents or anything yeah. like that because obviously I don't want to expose them. So it was wild just seeing these four walls and then coming home to silence all the time. It was... After a while, it started to take a toll as one could imagine on the mental health until I just tell be well, you know what? Screw this. Somebody just needs to come and sit down and talk to me because I can't sit down and uh, yeah and also just i can't talk to you like on video call and stuff like that. Like, it's not the same passion. yeah so um but by that time you know things were starting to get better so our cases were not as high as they were before mm-hmm. and you know the people that we were testing were um people that was just against surgery you know everybody was you know sensitivity was heightened so there's mm-hmm. people that going to get surgery etc etc so that's when I started to interact with people more. But by that time, like four months had passed and your girl was tired and I was, I needed a break. You know, I have volunteer my services, but then I was like, nah, I need to go. I tired, I tired. You know, Honestly. I, I need to go. And I was planning to leave anyways. I just took that opportunity to leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, luckily for me, I switched jobs. Mm-hmm. My new plantation um, <laughs> is a lot more hours, <laughs> um, but uh, I like what I do. I like my my new department and everything, because um, this is essentially what I want to do. And I was there for six months, and then somehow I ended back up getting sent to Hudson Point. Right, January. because I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. how would you compare... Um, Miss Rona, when it first came in, we had like one case a week, two cases a week to December. When we started to get an influx, million a week. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> been that transition because then, as you said, we had gone home better. You left, and then here you are. Yeah, I left, and then I went to working in the department I wanted to. So, I was like, okay, so this is nice, you know. Shout out to everybody, I'm- have fun. Exactly. So, you know, we were we were outside, not like outside outside, but we were just like outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a little bit more freedom. Life was 
as close to normal oh, as exactly and then the let me just as an aside i'm just going to tell you i'm just so upset because i had a nice dress for years night it's time I had a hairdo, like, my pony was late. Slick, slick. Listen. I went to work in a head tie because mm-hmm. I work at a hospital, and I went to work in a head tie. People was like, you know that you still going in a head tie? And I was yes. like, yeah, girl. Yes. It's serving a purpose. And then me and come and talk about, um... It wasn't the no, same day? Like, no, it was the 30th? It was the same day. It the was same? the same day. To the point, I took off my head today because I was so upset. Mm-hmm. I remember where I was when I got the news. This is almost like when Beyonce stopped the world when she dropped self-title. But I was buying a Martel because my plans, literally, I had outfits. I ordered my shit. I was wet to go. Had my lashes done. My hair mm-hmm. appointment was the same day. Mm-hmm. I think I have, no, my hair was already done. And the plan was to go out. I was going to elevate the night. Same. The following day, I was going to Sodo. And then... I was going to be outside, though, because my hair was due. Thank you. <laughs> I was supposed to go to Sodo. And then I think something was happening on Friday. I, something was happening somewhere in between there. And then my friend was getting married on the Saturday. So, like, I had... A week, I was just an old finna be on my head to do. The lady spent two hundred dollars in shoes in town on the thirtieth in anticipation to get things. My dress, my dress was hung up and pressed, wrinkle free. The gods, every lash in every eye. I was devastated. Was just like, hi, hi, guys. Um, no fast oh, feel. No fast feel because air quote bus crawl. Um, keep <laughs> on by twelve o'clock. Love you all. Thank you. I was Stay so upset. Of I finished working after that. I was devastated. I did. I was unimpressed to say the least. Okay. <laughs> so then, and I was, coming from that, how did that affect you? Because I know we went from having like one case to like. 50, 60 every time they test. Right. So what actually ended up happening is that in January, mm-hmm. um, I got pulled from my department to go to her at some point because the numbers were so high. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people were actually quite ill. Mm-hmm. Um, I got pulled from my department to go to work um, at her at some point. So I was like, whoa, here I was trying to get away from Rona. <laughs> Back in it again. At some point is um it is definitely different from what i did before um partially because it's two different things like before i was just working at the testing center now i'm actually working looking after the ill people in this mm-hmm. section that i work um we look after the the illest people so the ones that are ventilators are mm-hmm. closer to going on ventilators etc um the hours are long as you will know when I sent you my rosa. Yeah, I was just like, how am I supposed to be looking at this? Because it doesn't seem yeah, like... So we were either 12 or 24 hour shifts. Um, <clears throat> and on average, we, you work 60 hours. 
No. Um, I mean, it's not average. You work more than that. I was like, does we even have that many hours? That's so nasty. Oh, they find a way to create that many hours. <laughs> it's true. For sure. Yeah. Um, but it, it was intense. Well, it, what I said was, it is mm-hmm. intense. Um, and the hardest part for me, well, I mean, I work at, you know, in hospital, people, they, I'm not saying it like nonchalantly or anything, mm-hmm. but it is the younger people are people that, you know, like the one that hit me the hardest was the nurse mm-hmm. that day. We all knew her. Um, we all saw when she came in, like we were trying our best and when she died, I think it hit all of us really hard because she was young. You know, we saw her before and now she ain't here. It was something more tangible, whereas like where people that came in before that would have passed, it was just like you don't know them, so you don't have that like attachment. Exactly. I mean, it's not bad about the people that passed and stuff, but there was like a connection here. And I mean, I would have interacted with her before and like the things that she would have said before it happened, it kind of just threw everybody off. Mm-hmm. And the couple deaths after that, and if for me that is the hardest part right now. Um, you know, seeing people come in, they, they fear in their eyes when they come in, mm-hmm. and then you try your best, and then you know the outcome is still not what you want. It's mm-hmm. it's hard. It could be okay. and yeah, and the most frustrating thing is that you gonna come in and you gonna deal with this every day, but then there are people who just home bored and can't be bothered and then just do shit essentially. Mm-hmm. And bring up. I mean, everything. Bad for everything. That's why I wanted. That's why I also wanted to have you here to kind of explain. Like I said, talk to the whores that don't want to listen. Yeah, I feel but like, like say, please just stop and say y'all. I understand that people are tired of being in their house and you seeing four walls. You know, quarantine. I understand is hard. But understand for the rest of us who do not yet to stay home, we got yet up. Uh, like I say, punch three sixty hours plus, sometimes seventy two hours a week. Mm-hmm. Go in and deal with your granny, your your auntie. Some there are actually some very young people in there. There are people that were there that were my age, mm-hmm. and there are people that were my age that were quite ill and gave us some scares. I'm like. It's not what we want. None of us are living the ideal world right now. But I feel like we just like help one another and do what we need to do so that we can get over this Panasonic faster. You know what I'm saying? So I want you to take me through. I have here, I want you to take me through a work day for you. Um, Take me through a 12-hour work day because you had to tell me that you were 24 hours. My brain don't register that. So talk to me. Talk to me about a 12-hour work day. Um, okay. Um, so the shifts start at seven. Mm-hmm. So I will, my first alarm goes off at 530. I ignore mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> I get up at about my third alarm at minutes to six. I don't eat breakfast. I just bathe and I go to the door and I get to work seven adjacent. Mm-hmm. Understood. <laughs> then you usually just get a handover from the people that are leaving, you know, just telling you about any issues or anything that would have happened or anything that needs to be done for the mm-hmm. next shift. The majority of work that goes on um, is during the day, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. So you will go in and, you know, you got, we call it donning, which is putting on your PPE. Mm-hmm. 
and then you go inside so where the sick people are is negative pressure and you can be in there depending on the amount of patients or how much you have to do you can be in there from 20 minutes to hours the longest i've ever been in there is five hours straight in um doing what in this, this like this this like grizz you just running from like bed to bed and dealing with people well it's not even running from bed to bed because as you could imagine when you because you have to do so much before you go inside you try to do uh, everything when you're on and inside mm-hmm. right um so it's like seeing the patients figuring out if there's anything wrong with them anything that may need to be adjusted you adjust any bloods mm-hmm. you might have to do you do take them the same time you got adjust the ventilators you do that the same time um if there's any medications to be given because you know we ain't got much staff so where we can we have the nurses so we give medications while we're inside mm-hmm. um there's Something as simple as, you know, teaching patients how to use different instruments that we have there to help them recover faster. You've got to do that. And sometimes you just got to give them some TLC, you know, because yeah, they, really yeah. you know, they may really understand what's going on. You know, sometimes you just need some way to stop and talk to them and explain and let them know, well, you know, this is what we're doing. You're a little better than you were yesterday. This is what we want you to do, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. God forbid, should something happen and somebody deteriorate, that will prolong your stay on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you got to turn patients. We do this thing to help with oxygenation. You got to flip patients from their stomach to their back or vice versa. You know, a lot goes on yeah, on the inside. So oh God. It, it is. Um, so the amount of time that... The funny thing is, though, is that when you're on the inside, you have no sense of time. Yeah, you feel like you're in there for maybe like an hour and you come out and realize that three hours pass. Like. So I know you said that there's not many staff per se. So is it that you are assigned a particular amount of patients per day or is it that when you go, whoever on staff is, you see if it's only you and somebody else, it's two of you all and there are like 50 people in there, then the two of you all just got to see all 50 people. Essentially, um, so at any one time, there are two or three physicians there. Mm-hmm. Um, our boss um, usually comes around with us as, as well, can make on Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And um, then there are nurses. But because everybody in there needs to be seen, you know, we cannot see patients. You most of the time now it's just two people, you just split all the patients. So if it's 50, it's half and half. If it's three people, you divide it in three, essentially. That's how many on average how many people do you would you say you see in a day um it depends on the numbers because the numbers are quite liable um but um i would say between eight to ten mm-hmm. um especially like for this week and last week depending how, how the numbers are i can't give it as that number because honestly every day is, is different it's different mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, between seven to ten, especially back then when they had um, the the high high numbers, it was mm-hmm. definitely like sometimes you could be seeing as much as twelve. Um, hopefully, the trend continues where it goes down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We will see. But Fingers I'm, crossed, I'm, please. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. 
that that is is what happens but that will all just be dependent on what we do when i know that um wait let me not skip ahead because i know you spoke about personally how you've been handling it but has this panoramic shaped or changed your view on our um infrastructure our medical infrastructure like what do you i mean i will say i don't know if you you will want to say it, but like i feel we need a complete overall uh, overhaul um like a lot of people feel the same way no it's 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 clear um but prior you, to the pandemic for, mm-hmm. for sure um i feel like a lot of people were thinking so mm-hmm. um and it's clear that you know there there was a is, an issue of lack of staff whether it be doctors nurses or delays whatever mm-hmm. um and then we've been having like a brain drain especially with the nursing fraternity mm-hmm. because they're just underworked undervalued underpaid Both everything and every every fucking thing exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um but these things are definitely coming to late more uh, because of it because essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to stretch a very small pool um amongst multiple facilities mm-hmm. and because as you say if you were pulled from your department to go and help at her at some point that almost yeah, like so really the but then it's like if you if you were pulled from your department then that is work that you should have been so, doing that's not getting done technically but then it's like, and the thing is that when the work is there, it's not going anywhere. So when all of this is over and you go it back, then you have like imagine. a backlog. So it's not even a backlog because technically we can't backlog patients, right? Mm. But it's a scenario where um, a facility that was not running at full capacity is not running on fewer numbers mm-hmm. so like i said it was not just myself it's multiple people who were taken to try to send up there to staff there so mm-hmm. that department is now trying to staff. skeletal so it's like a skeletal staff everywhere you go so niggas is exactly and it's not just there's many other departments too but i mean at the end of the day do we gotta do because the work will be done and mm-hmm. patients need to be treated whether it be their hospital polyclinics wherever yeah exactly. so definitely we do need to do better but honestly where do you even start so i feel i don't know just through the whole country area and start fresh maybe you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're a hot mess i mean there are ideas but these things require money but then that would, this would i just want to but i think that a, a major issue is that People don't like change. And this is just not the, the medicine or anything. This is overall. overhauling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this... The Our government is very, has very outdated thinking, to be honest. And yeah. I find and that even with what they're accustomed to, mm-hmm. they are averse to hearing like about getting on TV and selling Barbados as a place to come and splash up in the beach. Like, all we got is sand and sea and sand. And, and yeah. that's all. Like... <laughs> We, we don't have nothing else to offer but the beach. I mean, like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there are people who have ideas and they just don't no want But yes, so what does self-care look like for you these days? Because I don't give me that face. 
Don't give me that face because you definitely, I, I feel it. Like I've spoken about self-care from my perspective yes. and I, and I do not be scared yes. to death every day. I do not. That's literally what you do. So I want to know what you are doing for self-care. And I know that that face you're giving me is that you don't really have time and you're not really doing anything because you are working 12 to 24 hours a day. Well, so there was a time where I did try, like, especially at the beginning of the Panasonic, I have started for sure. So I, you know, I would light my candles, you know, and I had like my nice little facial scrubs and that kind of thing. And then I, you know, we get comfortable, you just stop doing things. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of stopped. But then cooking was my outlet so i would as well exactly so i would even if it's just like meal prepping at Mm. least i know that i was resetting and preparing for the week ahead Mm -hmm. and then well life happened and now i either don't have the time (laughs) to cook or um i am just too tired to cook or i can't get to the market um because it closed in at like before the sunset and that just don't work for me so right now i do enjoy taking naps (laughs) (laughs) you need naps that is about all i am doing oh no eternally sunset watching is my favorite thing to do i have started to get into that and it's very it's calming ish it's very cute it's cute, she says. A friend, I, I person use spell on my good name. Okay. I use cute for everything. <laughs> I do, I do recommend. I even tell it like, so I do take naps, yes. But my favorite thing to do now is to watch the sunset. I absolutely love sunset. So even if I am at work, mm-hmm. everybody knows that around 10 to 6, a quarter past 6. Don't look for me because I'm outside watching the sunset. And that is my time to just You're literally... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just escape all the chaos that is going on right now. Get my two-minute breather and go again. So when I do put my little post on Instagram and stuff in the sunset, that's literally what I'm doing. Just coming down off of the height mm-hmm. and going again. It's not real cheesy, but I think it's, no, it's not nice. I, it's cute. It does help. But I feel like, so have you tried like journaling or anything like that? Like when shit is like really too much to, to manage or journaling isn't for you? Well, I'm actually not even sure because I've never really tried it, mm-hmm. but I do love the scented candle thing. So I would like, I, I have to- a scented candle on right now. I spend so much fucking money in candles. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> scented candles they're just so calming you know it's like you're not even it's kind of like also body experience like you feel like it's somewhere else but you're still in your four musty walls yes but i had to stop lighting them because what i found is that i fall asleep i ain't want flossy and burn on the house so you have a diffuser or not nah? i need it so diffuser is my next thing to get because if i have a diffuser it's fine Right, so right? what I'm looking to doing is finding a diffuser for you. That could probably be your gift. I'm going to find a diffuser for you that has a timer. Because mine is three, six hours, right? It could stay on. So I usually do six hours and you get your That's little oils. Best. Right. Yeah. So you're not supposed to fall asleep with no candle. 
That's exactly. So yeah. that's why you don't let them anymore. Because you know you come out there, you just want to relax. You let yeah. the candle, and you know always fall asleep, friend. So we mm-hmm. all fall asleep. The same way I shut, we gone. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't risk that. But um, I I did tell myself that you know I really need to do better. I have not been. I really let myself go this second lockdown. I ain't gonna late. It's, it's been, been hard. It's been I, it's been hard for me. So if it's been hard for me. I can I just, imagine that it yeah, I just really let myself go. You know, you know, we meal prep and saying we were trying yeah. to be on that good body gal journey and it was there, but then it left me the first mm-hmm. lockdown. And I was trying it to get me back. And I was trying to get it back. Like <laughs> but no I'll talk about the depression that occurred because it was like I felt like I was so close to my body goals and then so it was I and then it was literally taken from my hands. Yeah. And I it was like, oh, you want, oh, you thought oh, it happened mm-hmm. to me. I actually started having it from around like 2019. My gym shut down and it shut down when I was on vacation. So when I came back, I had to look for a new gym and I was like, but my, this gym is not going to have my trainer. And right. I feel you. I'm sad. <laughs> so then I started to get back into it and I was just like, All right, yeah, things happening. And then I was home for like four months without the gym and that body weight foolishness don't work for me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, is I know. I definitely understand because I I can't find the time to to cook food, and I can't work out. And because you're gonna work out for Like if you if you're working twenty four hours a day, tell me where you're gonna work out. Well, then exactly, exactly. So I was gonna miss those days, but when I come home, I either turn and I don't want to work out, or my my coach is just so much more appealing, you know. And then, you know, I comfort eat. So I definitely eat the cupcakes and the popcorn and other things I'm not supposed You're to not eat. Supposed to eat. It's yeah, okay. it's because, you know, sometimes you just want a little comfort, you know? You do. It's, it's, it's wild. But I am making a conscious effort to do better mm-hmm. because if outside opening back, I'm not being left behind. Um. Hmm. Also, because I ordered some things from Fashion Nova and now that I trade them on, I like okay. how them looks. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, I told you already, don't beat yourself up so hard because you literally live your life. So like, you come up with a local, but <laughs> the horse will have to take because it's like, give your granny the fuck. <laughs> like, understandable understandable issue but you know and then also COVID killing everybody Everybody. you know I need to be at my peak physical health as well Mm. god forbid should something happen you know so I can't be preaching to patients to you know you need to do better and I myself out here from any bike but I think that mainly you because even if you don't make room for exercise make room for proper diet yeah, and, so and I, I am. You have been doing that a lot better than I have to, to be honest. So, yeah, girl, on a separate forum because <laughs> no you WhatsApp me when this call then. <laughs> but, yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> but yes, so, oh Lord, I know. Anyway, I digress. I digress. Um, but all be we will. But lastly, as you're talking about outside reopening, vaccine mm-hmm. talk vaccinations we all need to 
be vaccinated. I am not an anti-vaxxer. I've never had me. I've run out all my vaccines from the time my mother decided it was two months and it was time to start. I but I don't even think that. I think our society is one where it's like, oh, the vaccines, they belong to them. Like, it's never been like, oh, I don't want my child to not get their vaccine. So I find it very funny that for a society of people who literally used to get a letter sent home and you sign it and send it back to the school. Yes. And then you, after lunch, everybody laying at the classroom door and walking down to the mm-hmm. staff room again, in- injection after injection in the staff room at school. What? All of a sudden, oh, like everybody online, I don't want no vaccine. What I found though is that some people say things without understanding what they're saying. So people be like, oh, I hear that, but they say that name again, I get it, so I ain't want to get it neither. Mm-hmm. But what is that part it Exactly. They don't even know. Why is this person not getting it? And if this person jump off a cliff, you can jump behind them. Like, if, even at work, I heard a lot of people, I think, you know, in their family members saying they may get in it because that body said that they're not getting it. And I was like, this makes no sense. sense. I honestly was very hesitant to begin with because I know of, we've all read all of the shit that they basically do to black people. And <laughs> remember, I think it was, C- I don't want to speak of the term, but it was CNN, Fox, one of those stations where they had two doctors on and they were like, well, the best place to test the vaccine is in Africa because ha 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 niggas. Basically, <laughs> that was literally what it was. And I was very hesitant because in my non-medical brain COVID is new and how are you and how are you developing a vaccine in three days and giving it to me but then um my my friend's husband mm-hmm. he he's a FUD in biology or bio something something that's smart a FUD yes PhD sorry <laughs> and he explained it you know, basically like how the vaccine works and even though there are variants, how the it would attach to this particular protein and yada, 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 and that we were basically not starting from scratch is that exactly. these vaccines existed before because COVID was a person before. Is like if this particular strain of COVID went to the gym. Exactly. This is exactly what it is. Same nigga with a new body. <laughs> Right, so exactly. like, that's literally what it is. A lot of people may not know, but like the vaccines that we would have gotten as children, um, some of them utilize the same mechanism that they would have used to make COVID. Because mm-hmm. they you said COVID was a person before, so they all they had to use was mm-hmm. a particular protein. Mm-hmm. from COVID, I use mechanisms that they had before. I try to break this down as simple as possible. I understand, yeah. Um, I use some of the same techniques that they would have had before to mm-hmm. make this new protein. Um, and what the CDC or FDA and all those things have, they have like an emergency utilization order for things like this, mm-hmm. you know, Panasonic's. So they obviously when underwent clinical trials and that kind of thing to weigh the risk versus benefits as they do for all vaccines. And the benefit was like 95%. So why would we not give a vaccine that was 95%? That is what I am saying as well. Like, I just take it. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I'm saying, like, as Mia so eloquently said, as, as she so eloquently said, Jeffrey, how many died? Because, <laughs> yes, you, I guess I completely understand being 
skeptical because this is the first time that people in our lifetime or like in our parents' lifetime have experienced something like this. So like I come up knowing that are you gonna go and get like you shot off a poly or whatever the hell it is when you use like four and a half. I'm gonna take them. You know, because that's been around for donkey long years. You had much yeah, money, whatever, whatever. So in my brain, like I said, I was thinking with shit. The only thing we could do with this is let the whole world stay inside for like four weeks and let me get rid of this thing. And then we're probably going to have like a reasonable vaccine in like four years. But the girl said, watch. Yeah. Elon and the girl said, watch this. <laughs> you put in people on the moon and you make vaccines in four days. So I feel like it was the only fair thing to do i think the fear that a lot of people have is that okay there's people are saying i am getting the covid vaccine and people automatically assume that they're going to get covid no it may seem for persons who are like you know more medically inclined it Mm -hmm. may seem very you know i don't want to say dumb because it's not dumb but People who do not understand things, you know, create scenarios in their mind. And I guess that's what is driving you mean a lot about, like, the Facebook girls, there's a lot of fear-mongering. Because I find that initially, yeah. when the people get hand vaccines, then you will see some people going online saying that, like, oh, half of my face paralyzed and this exactly. and this and the third. Um, and, well, that is a fair and valid concern. And it could have been a side effect of the vaccine. That's, like... Big Shirley is like one out of like exactly, and those are not negative, yeah. You see, you know, so I had the vaccine and I knew what side effects to expect, and I was very open about it because we ain't hiding nothing, like, Mm -hmm. we want people to get it, so we want people to know what to expect. So, the you know, the fever, the chills, the nausea, the bone and muscle pain. Everything was expected and I still got to and I still went to work the next day. How long like did, your, did your symptoms last? About 40 hours in total. The first 24 would be worse in mm-hmm. But by 40 hours, I was essentially back to normal. Like I was uh, able to function and go to work and everything. So, I mean... You got the you, second one already? No, yet. we haven't gone because usually they t- give it after about eight to twelve weeks. That's the recommended time frame. Mm-hmm. So that would be something in me. Okay. But, and let me just before I go any further, you're not fully vaccinated unless you've gotten both both shots. Unless you're getting the is, Pfizer vaccine. And then they just a one. Not Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson. Sorry. But apart from that, is also like when you get the second dose, it's not like you get the second dose and then in 24 hours you could be a nigga. You gotta wait two weeks. <laughs> like, That's absolutely correct. Only two weeks. So for the, the, the AstraZeneca, Moderna, um, Pfizer, it's a two dose vaccine. You have to have two doses. And after the second dose, like you said, you wait two weeks and then you will be considered fully vaccinated. Right. And it can't Johnson be- and Johnson is just a one dose, but the same two week period afterwards. I ain't care who they give me. Give me something, please. I need to go say. <laughs> <laughs> so they're supposed to be getting like I heard them say that we're supposed to be getting more vaccines mm-hmm. um coming. I really hope that we could vaccinate everybody um First. on the island. But <laughs> it all depends on you know the bigger conglomerate conglomerate 
mm-hmm. states, sabayang all of them. And, um, I'm trying to figure out, are they buying up all of the vaccines to then turn around and donate them? Because I don't know if they're donating at this point. So I don't so think I don't it's think their plan, because I, I think we're getting this surplus, but I don't think, girl, I don't know who this I had seen a, a graphic and it was very concerning to say the least, but then it was just like, wait, people, where... If you want to buy and donate them, by all means. I was hoping, because let's say sure. Canada has a population of a million people, and they put in an order for like 4.5 million vaccines. Nigga, to do what? <laughs> to say that we got them here explaining. <laughs> to do what? You want just put them down just in case your population increased by three million. That shit don't make no sense. Oh, so I was mate. wondering if like, are you getting it so that you could be a good person and say, all right, well, these little niggas don't get the Caribbean. Well, that would be ideal. That would be ideal. But then we also need to look at things like, because if you, if you don't donate it, fine. But we can't afford Pfizer because Pfizer is hella expensive. And the Moderna, the temperatures that it needs to be stored at, it's not feasible for us yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So we gotta look at all these logistics to when we're looking at the vaccines that we get as well. But um, Auntie said that she got some coming, so I hope that you know there's more behind that because even more, I feel like we're gonna be good. I just want a lady, just vaccinate me, please. Okay, so that's right. In my ideal world, everybody can get their two doses of the vaccine. And then she could do whatever she wants to do with the surplus. <laughs> if she wants to make the tourists pay for it or whatever. So let me see. She needs something. But I really want everybody to go and get vaccinated. You don't get COVID. Why it does, it builds your immunity. So should you be exposed to COVID? Your body is um, like, yeah, I know what, you, what to do already. It's like studying for a test. Take this off so your disease course will not be as long mm-hmm. or as severe um, as somebody who has never you know, being vaccinated or, and their immune system is not aware of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, persons, questions that people have asked is if persons who have gotten COVID can get the vaccine, and they can, but usually um, the recommendation is that you wait three months post your um, COVID illness before okay. getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can still get it you can get it if you're pregnant you can get it if you're breastfeeding you know the only thing that they usually tell people to look out for is if you are somebody who's known to have a lot of allergies especially to vaccines etc mm-hmm. discuss it with your doctor um just to make sure that you know some of these the constituents of the vaccine are not what you're allergic to mm-hmm. and that's the only recommendation they give but everybody who going to get a vaccine like, there's nothing stopping you from getting the vaccine it, so, and it's more so for you to help yourself your mother your children your grandmother you know just, you don't even got to be like other people like, I just want to help it for me because I want to travel and I want to live my best life like <sighs> if tomorrow open outside open tomorrow I mean gone. a plane like gone like, I'm actually here planning a trip on good faith and I just hoping that niggas behave because I need to leave amen I need amen to I love that for you I love that I, for I love that for us for we us deserve. because we are going outside inshallah so any part any last things that you want the horse to know anything that you want to share um any rumors mm-hmm. that you heard that you want to address um Anything of that sort? Yeah, Miss Rona and the, and the 
how the <sighs> fraternity Iroquois is handling it. Anything else you want to add? People saying that Miss Rona is what I found is that last year when it started, people were very fearful of COVID that they were doing better. Now people are just comfortable. Miss Rona has not changed. She's still here. You know, our numbers are going down, but we still need to be vigilant and we still need to be sensible. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing to say. So just don't let your guards down. You know, we are all be outside again. So then you do you, I can do me. And we can come together and we can be one big happy family, but we got just be mindful, you know, and just don't do dumb shit. Please. Please. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I understand. Uh, yeah, we can be in the last one for sure. Wonderful. Like, Wonderful. I hope Wonderful. that you also get back on track with your self care, your black girl self care, because you need it. We're going to talk after this call because we have to yes we have to align but thank you so much for coming and talking to the girls smiley face smiley face i think this conversation was cute it was not as bad as i thought it was going to be you was nervous i was i just didn't know what to expect but that is 2020 has been the year of unexpected things so to say the least to exactly. say but let me look at us we, we look at us who would have thought who would have thought no. literally what i say every day like i am just out here doing things that i have never done before and being like a decent person and like you said me and feeling and having feelings and shit like who, not for you who would I ain't know I ain't know how I feel if I love it for me yet because my whole equilibrium is be shaken like bitch what is this but <laughs> new beginnings okay 2021 is the year of new things we are trying I have found a quote yesterday and I'm here looking for it and I can't find it but it was something along the lines of just you're not gonna get back today so every day I try to you know do something new and stay in the moment because I find that a thing this is completely random but a thing that I <laughs> can do is always think about the future you know and that's mm-hmm. how it's end up with like anxiety basically where it's like all right yeah <laughs> because you're always wondering all right so I want to do this so I have to do all these things to get there Related. me so mm-hmm. it's a thing where I sometimes have to pause and sit down and realize that a lot of the things that I wanted to work towards or a lot of the things that I wanted to achieve or things I wanted to have, I actually have them right now. And instead of just, you know, pausing for a second and appreciating that I actually have these things, I like, all right, cool, I got it. So what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And I am trying to slow down. And like the good people said in the book, enjoy every day because you're not going to get back today so well, it's interesting that you say that because what i can say my parting words is, yeah these will be my parting words mm-hmm. what i can say is that what 2020 and this whole debacle mm-hmm. has me is that i mean i guess we have kind of known it from before but you really brought it to late is that um we got tomorrow put down i mean i, I knew this but Literally in the blink of the eye. Yeah. You know, the whole world gets her upside down. The outside literally was taken from us. Exactly. So, you know, 
the things that you want for yourself, stop sitting out on them. I don't let me say, oh, I can do this next week, or I can do this later. You know, just just go for it. Like, what is the worst that can happen? You know, just like, that's why I say sometimes they like, you'd be afraid to ask for things, but the person can only say yes or no. And so, that's and the worst that can happen no, is then okay, all right, so you regroup and yeah, you trade again somewhere else or another time, but it, it, you know, you don't have it put down, you don't know what's going to happen. So what is for you will be for you. So go for what you want. Exactly. And still journey. Exactly. And as weird as it is, it has been, the last year has been so weird, but I feel like so many good things have come out of it that I probably would not have done had I not exactly. been pushed. Yeah, put into that perspective. Situation. And, you know, I am encouraged and I encourage other people to look at it from that perspective. Don't say, my, I can try that another time. Or I don't feel like it can work out because, you know, I may not be good enough or skilled enough or whatever. I mean, just try. Just, and if it don't work out, it don't work out. I try something else. After. At least you would have gotten the experience from, yeah. like, you know, trying to do it. And, and another feel- thing for us overthinkers is that then you would not sit in your head worrying, like, you're wondering, exactly. like, what, had, what if, had I done this and creating all these fake scenarios because you actually did it and you recognize, okay, bitch, this is not for you. So exactly. do something just, else. Yeah, but, you know, you are enough. So just, just, just do, do it. it. And like I said, well, enjoy the journey. I find that for myself a lot, especially, I know I talk too much, but it's okay. you, just, you do things just following this schedule or this routine to make sure things get done and then time goes by with it. But I don't I never remember doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. How did that happen or when did this happen? Life you stop my smell the roses, you just literally be taken from you. Yeah. Like that. So go for it but enjoy it as you go for it. Because nobody else can live it for you like you. If that makes sense. And you don't want to be all on breakdown and then realize that all you do is work. Or you find like things that happen and you then stop and enjoy it and take all the, the 50 million pictures because look at us with no pictures of so nothing. Now I'm going to take my own advice. Yes. <laughs> well, a lot of the things that I'd say on here is be me reading my own self. You know, I don't be reading a lot of other people. I just be talking to myself regularly, like, girl. Ooh, I'm like yeah. dragging myself, like, yes. to me because the shirt kind of stretch out. Yes, the shirt ain't even on no more because they drop off because I, I, I just got my own neck grabbing so regular. People be like, oh, you re- are you reading nobody? Are you reading me? <laughs> That's literally, but I feel like that's a step of maturity when you can look back and, and you're at respect with it. <laughs> you need to do Or even catch yourself in the middle of it, like, hey, 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 ah, ah. Exactly. We had a whole righteous segment and I didn't know. Know that. Hashtag reality is a thing. Love that for us. <laughs> yes, but thank you again. I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed this and I hope I had, you know, some sort of impact, some words of wisdom. Hopefully. If the girls ain't learn nothing or don't feel the way. This episode was recorded and produced by Robbie by name. Uh, by at from. What do you want me to say? From nameless. At okay. This episode was recorded and produced by Robbie at Nameless Productions. Bobby Robbie Niles in the studio. M M M E is season two.